Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji at Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello everyone and welcome back to the OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode 11. 12. 12. It's 12. It's time for bed as well. Adzi, how are you? All good, baby. A late night record here this evening. Monday night, under the floodlights. All good, Cran, how are you? Not too bad. Don't know about you, but something about a late night record that keeps me active, Adzi. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the morning record for coffee, but... Just couldn't do it this week, Grant. We were in work last night, so I was too tired. Well, I have coffee downstairs. Oh, it's too late for coffee, man. You don't sleep. Oh, you're mad. Yeah. It's too late for coffee. Sorry. It's like eating a banana at this hour. <laughs> well, who says you can't eat a banana? I, I, I would say you can't eat I, I told someone the other day who were with me who was eating a banana. I think it was at like half 11. All the energy's going to be released during the night. You just won't sleep. It's bad for you, like. Hey. Have you never heard that? Each to their own. No. I, 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 there's rights and there's wrongs. You could use that energy to sleep. Yeah. You couldn't use that energy to sleep, girl. How? You just put that energy into sleeping. In the ground. It's not like putting it into a bank, man. <laughs> you would quite literally be awake. Like, why would you have a, a black coffee this hour? A bit more enthusiasm to your life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it would genuinely be an awful idea. <laughs> as bad an idea as you could probably do. Eating a banana and having a cup of coffee this hour. How about a banana and a cup, cup of coffee together? What do you think of that? I just said that'd be an awful idea. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> right before I, I, I thought that. you meant two separate entities. No, no, if you were to have them together, I think, okay. you'd, be, I think you'd be criminal offence, really. Right. Yeah, yeah. And anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an eventful week, Adam, as usual. Um, yeah, we were working on tours late at um, the Swedish House Mafia, Kiron. And yeah, I didn't know they were still relevant. I didn't know they were still knocking about. Like, and It was full of like... Do you know, it was probably like 30, 35 year olds on a mad one because obviously they were famous about like 10, 15 years ago. So. Yeah, I was half thinking the crowd's grown up a bit. Yeah. It wasn't as much messing. No, I mean, it was so busy though. Yeah. It was, it was uh, typically um, an awful time as per usual. No, it was grand. But yeah, no, I didn't, didn't get up too much, too much, Karan. I've stuck by sober October. I still haven't had a drink. Oh, I did have a drink. Oh, I seen you having a Guinness yesterday. I had a Guinness yesterday. Oh, fuck. I ruined it. <laughs> we move on. We do. No, no. 12.30 game. No. Mahatma Gandhi special. I know. It was, oh, it was kind of annoying, wasn't it? Yeah, but we did have some 3pm games, mm-hmm. which are in need of discussion. And mm-hmm. um, one of them was Chelsea versus Wolves. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll start with. The return of Diego Costa, Carol. 
it was, it was emotional. It was an emotional <laughs> return. You know, you've seen some little TikTok compilations, sad music playing in the background, and the fans chanting Diego. Senna McKay, I guess. Yeah. Diego, Diego, Diego. And he did come back, but did not have much of an effect on the game. It was a resounding 3 0 victory at Stamford Bridge. Mm. Kai Havertz gets the first goal, 45th plus 5. I don't know why there was so much out of time, but Mason Mount assists Adam, and it comes from the right. I think Mason Mount 1 2 with, um, was it Reese James down that right side? I can't remember, but he passed back to Mason Mount. Anyway, he swings in a lovely mm. ball, and Havertz with a looping header mm. over Jose Sa. I felt like it was taking an age to get over. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. It was a bit of a strange goal. Like you think, oh, could the keeper have just stayed on his line and got to that? But I suppose that was the art of the header itself. Mm. Did Havertz mean to loop it so high in the air? I don't know. A lot of questions. But it went in anyway, top of the net. Bang, 1 0. And then you have this lovely Pulisic goal, um, which is interplay between Mount and Pulisic in the middle of the park. I suppose it shows the signs that of Potter's play being implemented. A lovely pass forward to Pulisic from Mount and then back to Pulisic and a nice one two um through the lines, a pass mm. from Mason Mount, which splits open the defence mm. and Pulisic finishes it in the right hand side of the net, past the keeper again. Um I thought that was a lovely goal. Um, yeah, it was a nice chip over Sal, wasn't it? Yeah, and maybe Pulisic playing well for USM national team. Mm. He's coming into form just the right time. Um, and maybe all it took for Mason Mount to come out and play was you giving him grief. Play. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was only last week that we were discussing him. Um, I think I think Mount showed he's the best how player. He was. Pitch. Yeah, he's very good. Um, ran the game from minute one. Yeah, and it's Armando Broja who comes on. <laughs> a common Roger Doug. <laughs> <laughs> a brief appearance. <laughs> but uh, it's Kovacic who also comes on, I think. He's been yeah, wrestling this game. He was really good. Um, and a lovely true ball to Broja. And then Broja does well, sort of shifts it onto the right foot. Bang! Mm. Bottom right. And that's why I want to see more of Broja. And notably, Potter resting a lot of key players in this game. Thiago Silva did not get minutes. Aubameyang did not get minutes. So all roads lead to Milan on Tuesday no Sterling or Chilwell either yeah how confident would you be for the game on Tuesday I'd be more confident than I was like going into the game last week because I expected more from Milan and obviously they're going to come out and play a bit of a game on Tuesday I think it was Tamori who came out today and said he wants revenge yeah and that that wasn't the real Milan Chelsea played mm. so I'm I'm intrigued to see what the real Milan is mm. um, because I want to contest more than anyone on that, that game on Wednesday yeah. was not much of a contest it wasn't and um, they didn't show up and they had a lot of players out so I want to see a, a better contest I expect more from this game yeah appearance with Joe Hodge as well for Wolves young Irish player as well he's very good Um, good for him to make the senior debut and I think it's always good to see Irish players playing in the Premier League so hopefully he gets a, some kind of run in the 11 whether he does or not is, is another story but and we'll move on to the next manager to be sacked, Ralph Hasenhutl, mm. um, who played Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> against Man City this weekend. Bazunu taking another pound and a resounding 4-0 victory for Man City. It was, of course, Concello who opened. I said that name weird. Concello who opened <laughs> the scoring. Um, right back, a lovely finish um, from Concello on his left. I think from the right side. Phil Foden getting the assists. Phil Foden scoring again for Man City. Um, another good goal for him. 
and then you had Mares coming from the right on his left. Mm, this is the best call in the game. Beautiful finish. I think Rod- it was a volley. Rodri chips it over to the fence and Mares smacks in on the volley. It was a yeah. um, And Mares is capable of that. And then Haaland, who else? Gets the fourth. I think the most surprising thing about it is it took him 65 minutes to score. Um, <laughs> and being fairly anonymous in this game as well. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he to be honest with you, he was anonymous to an extent against United as well. Like He had the least amount of touches on the pitch and he comes out with a hat-trick in an instance. Um, he's just an animal. It's really scary how how he works, um, how he operates. And me, like many others, had Haaland as triple captain this weekend in the fancy football, so... Thanks, I suppose, for not getting a hat trick. <laughs> you fucking wanker. But I am now. Very good from him again. Yeah, Adzi, move on quickly to Newcastle versus Brentford. Mm, 5 1. 5 1, romping home again, Newcastle. It was Bruno Grimmers, Adzi, who opened the scoring. Mm. A beautiful header into the ground, off the post, right hand corner, lovely. And then it was Jacob Murphy then who buries a. Uh, Callum Wilson squaring I'll call it mm-hmm. um, it was a sweaty goal really but mm. um, a, a finish from Jacob Murphy um, to make it 2-0 and then of course Brentford come out in the second half fighting um, it was a questionable penalty on was it it was Dan Bourne Dan Bourne yeah. it was a penalty it yeah. was a penalty but and ball we're getting uh, we're getting the penalties on it but yeah it definitely was a penalty yeah um, he had his arm up uh, the argument would be how close he was to the player. Well, that that that's they they PGMOL say when it's too close proximity they can't give the penalty. Yeah. So that that's why the Jota penalty wasn't given yesterday. Um, but the penalty was given here, so it's uh, there's no consistency at all. But yeah, it was a good penalty by Ivan Tony as well. And I, I think at that point Brentford probably thought they were going to get back into it. And then of course Grimmery scoring again, wins the ball in the middle of the park, runs in just outside the box, bottom right. Great goal again. Comedy of errors in the last 10 minutes from Ethan Pinnock. Um, he was contender for call of the week. Mm. Um, it's a back pass from him back to Roya that does not reach him. And Almiron capitalises. Good pressing. Makes a 4-1. And then it's an Ethan Pinnock on goal. Mm. One awful ju- game. Just to ruin his day. <laughs> um, yeah, it just wasn't just wasn't Pinnock's day at all, wasn't it? And I think Brentford looked back in the game. They'll be frustrated, but this Newcastle side with, with players like Grimmeresh and even Sven Botman and like they have a very good squad now and yeah I think I think Grimmeresh himself best player outside the top six I know Liverpool were linked with him um, and you look at Liverpool's midfield now they definitely do with a player like him he would have slotted in perfectly but yeah great um, great win for Newcastle who just keep going on continue their good form mm. in the league fifth now behind Chelsea two points off um, and you wonder I wonder could they be contenders for top four I think it might be a bridge too far this season I still expect Liverpool to click into gear at some stage whether that's before the World Cup or after I still expect Liverpool to get there I think I think Man City Arsenal will be there as well I think City will win the league now but, um, and then I think they could be in they could be in a group of teams that could get there but I, I think it could be a bridge too far yeah, I'd I tend to agree with that. Before Kieran, we get into my round of games, we'll just run through the other three games. Of course, yeah. So Bournemouth came from one nil down at home to Leicester to win two one. 
Crystal Palace also came from one of them to beat Leeds 2-1 um, not good from Leeds in that game some of the marking for the goals were really poor and Fulham went down 3-1 losers at West Ham um, in a game where two of West Ham's goals <laughs> just judging by the, the handball rule um, shouldn't have counted um, if I sound bitter it probably is because I am bitter I suppose we start in Brighton Brighton go down 1-0 losers to Spurs um, in a game that I can only imagine being very tough for Spurs, the players and the staff. Um, not much to write about, write home about in the game. Spurs win 1-0 of course on Son with the cross that Harry Kane puts it away. The Spurs jersey by the way, up there with nice jersey of the season. Absolutely different gravy. Well, I just wanted to talk about real quick here on the passing of Jane Piero Ventrone, the I think he was a sports fitness coach, coach. Um, on the day that it is of course the 10th of October it is mental health awareness day and I can only I, I can't imagine what the sports players are going through the past week look at football it's it's relentless and it's unforgiving and I think a lot of the time you know everyone's prone to abusing footballers for how poor they can be or mistakes etc it is the nature of the game at times but I think sports showed real class the weekend and, and real kind of composure and I think to go out and play the game and win 1-0 is, is very big for them because um, it will be it will be very hard to go out and, and actually play and you could see Antonio Conte before the game he was upset and a lot of the sports players were upset and it's, it's just been a tough week and I just think it's it's important to know how mentally tough some of those sports players are because this last week wouldn't have been easy for them and big ups to Spurs there who they're still in the hunt you know they're still doing well they're four points out of Arsenal now but I do fancy them to to be up there come, come the end of the season whether that's top four or whether that's in the title race I do think they'll do well Carol. I'll get on to the Everton and Man United game before I get on to the I suppose the main potatoes of the, the Barclays this week Everton won Manchester United 2 a 7 o'clock kickoff of a Sunday very strange I, I actually have no idea why Um. Do you remember last season United played a game at like half 12 against Aston Villa and Bruno missed a penalty mm-hmm. and it was one of two games on at that time and everyone was like why the fuck's that on and it was because the Stone Roses were playing that night or something like that. She's a waterfall. Um, Manchester's own Stone Roses but I've no idea why that was on so like, it, it really confused me. I was like I actually have no idea and I'd say it was a pain in the arse for the United fans. It's wrong isn't it? It's just wrong. Now Liverpool's a stand to throw away from Manchester so it wouldn't have been too bad but you get into the goals five minutes in Alex Awobi makes it 1-0 robs Casemiro the ball um, it was, or he didn't rob it actually it was Onana that robbed it plays it into Awobi and it was a lovely finish curled out of the post and in yeah. the, the hail was getting nowhere near I never understood stood why Awobi wasn't picked up by a bigger team no <laughs> no <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I can't agree with that though um, mediocre dusty baller is how I describe it but um, 15 minutes in Anthony <laughs> makes it 1-1 and it was Ghana Gay who got dispossessed in midfield and it was a lovely ball by Martial and it was a nice finish by Anthony as well it's a goal game now for Anthony Bruno Fernandes was absolutely fuming at Ronaldo at one stage because Casemiro picks the ball up again dispossesses I think it was Gay and he plays it to Bruno and Ronaldo just puts his foot out and Ronaldo hadn't, hadn't been offside um, just ruins the move Bruno scores in the end as well 
um, from that move and then it was ruled out offside and I'd say he was fucking fuming he looked really angry but I'd say he was angry and then when Ronaldo turns and looks at him he's like oh sorry Cristiano I'm sorry but it was um 2-1 just before half time and it was Casemiro involved again a great tackle on Awobi he actually gives it to Awobi and then Awobi gives it back to him it was really poor play by um, what did I say about Awobi mm, really poor play by the not picked up by a big club Awobi um, <laughs> and Casemiro plays it into Ronaldo for his 700 career goal it was a goal made in Madrid though it was a really good goal and you could see they had that like telepathy between them if that's how you say the word I'm not sure and they just knew what each other's game was and it was a lovely finish for Ronaldo I'm a big fan of that sort of low driven finish mm. like the one the keeper mm. find yeah. it hard to get Couldn't down get near it. Yeah. and it's a, it's a change Man United side I think this team last season at 1-0 down and everything they would have crumbled they would have been beaten Rashford makes it 3-1 at one stage and as you said the handball was given and there's this thing from the PGMOL as I said about close proximity close proximity with bollocks it wasn't a handball you know what I mean or if it do you know what if it is a handball then every other one this weekend is a handball there's no kind of consistency the Dan Bourne one against Brentford the day before this game it's a handball the Rashford handball against everything it's either a handball or it isn't but yeah Varane clutch header at the end of the game it was actually Jordan Pickford who would have scored as well which would have been really funny um, it was a great header by Varane and yeah look at a great win for United who have I think 15 of the last 18 points that was available to them which is really really good for them a team that like you look at the last few games in particular it wasn't looking great you know what I mean everything away Man City away look at they got spanked but still um, Arsenal at home Leicester away Southampton away Liverpool home like these are all games that United teams would have struggled in so it's definitely they're definitely on the up so to speak and yeah really good really good performance from them but Kieran we'll go into the last game that we're going to speak about Arsenal 3 Liverpool 2 and I said it to you in the car coming home from work last night these decisions that Arsenal are getting is the kind of thing that happens when you're playing well I don't know how to describe it because it happened with it happens with every top team really. I'd be I'd be filled to sit here and say this whole thing that was live Liverpool and all this, you know, I'd be filled to sit here and say that was completely wrong. There's definitely some questionable decisions when we were winning the league and even last season competing. So these things just happened. But Liverpool again, the masters of their own downfall. Um, one minute in, Arsenal make it one nil. It was Gabriel Martinelli and. It was a lovely finish from him, but it started off with Saliba cutting out the ball. Um, Diaz was trying to get around him. He cuts it out, plays it to Ben White. And Ben White plays it to Saka. And there was actually a question here as well about offside for Saka. I didn't think it was offside, but look at people are people people will try anything to, to avoid a result. But yeah, contentious, potentially offside. Um, he plays it into Odegaard, and Odegaard plays it behind Trent. Um, and yeah. It was Martinelli that puts it away, but I think the defending here for Liverpool is so poor, and it's not it's not just Trent because it's still Liverpool trying to play offside, and it's as if Trent, Matip, and Simicas all went, yeah, we're playing off, and just didn't tell Virgil because Virgil's so deep. Trent gets exposed, there's no one there helping him, and Henderson, I don't know where Henderson was, he was he was marking Odegaard at one stage, and when Odegaard gets the ball, he just lets him go at him at the defence. Silent hour to be saying, and look at. 
Trent exposed and, and it's 1-0 to Arsenal and it was fully deserved they played well then for the next few minutes and then it was the Gabriel handball Kieran and we were in the green room watching this that was a handball having an awful point of Guinness Guinness and a packet of crisps in the green room in what, what would you call it what, what's that part of town called I'd call it the docks ah, whatever the green room 8 euro packet of crisps on a point fucking disgraceful there's this whole thing of a natural or unnatural position and stuff again that's a load of my arse that's a load of shite it's a handball and that's like I don't, I don't think there's anyone who says it's not a handball Nunes really good I think Neville and Redknapp everyone was kind of raving even on matches they were raving about Nunes I think he was probably the star of the show for Liverpool really good movement I think he took his form from the Rangers game into it fizzled it into Diaz and it was Saliba again who cuts it out it nearly was an OG now Ramsdale nearly let it in but it was good save from him and four minutes later in the third fourth minute it was Nunes who got the equaliser great play again from Diaz who gets in front of Gabriel and Saliba who crosses it then and Nunes puts it away it was a lovely goal from Nunes but again 45th plus 5 minute Saka makes it 2-1 you start the half poor and you end you'd end it even worse all I can say about, about all of this is it's absolutely brainless for Liverpool Really, really, really um, naive and negligent as well. Like the refs about to blow up, right? You have a free kick on the halfway line. Simicas crosses in. It was an awful cross. Thiago then is the one challenging. I think it was Odegaard. Gets nowhere near him, so they're away. Gets as far as Liverpool's box, and I think if it, again, it's three v three. It's not the end of the world, and this is where I feel for Trent here because. We seen the thing on Monday of Gary Neville telling him about positioning and this and that. And I, I, I can imagine he's looked at that. Yeah, I, I, can, I can imagine he's looked at this. Mm. And I, I can only, I, I've never seen Trent do this. Like, this is why I'm bringing this up. Henderson is with Martinelli. And all Trent has to do is stand where he is. Like, chase back with Henderson, but stand in the middle and cover um, Gabriel. That's all. That's his job there. Because if he does that, the ball doesn't get as far as Saka. Trent comes across to try and help Henderson. Leaves a big gap for mm. Martinelli to cross it to Gabriel. And then Gabriel actually leaves it. Goes through Simicast as well. And Saka puts it away. But I can only I can only put... First of all, it's poor defensive awareness. That's, that's essentially what it is. But I've never seen him do that. So that tells me that he's obviously listened to all this talk about him, which is, that's natural enough. People are discussing your form and stuff. And I think he's he probably, his confidence is on the fucking ground. But it was just so poor defensively going across to Henderson to try and help him when all he has to do is just stand in the middle. Let Simigas mark Saka. You mark Gabriel. And that goal probably doesn't happen. But I just think he's trying far too much there to try and impress or to try and show his defensive ability. But by doing what he does, he just completely fucks it. And Arsenal go in two one and a half time. It's just brainless from everyone involved, really. What about the Leon? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I didn't know you were just going to say that. Um, yeah, Jota makes it. Jota passes the ball. Sorry to Firmino. In the fifty third minute, it was a fabulous pass through the through the lines actually. Saliba, and it was the first. It's the first kind of mark I'm going to put out his name because he's been flawless. I thought his position here wasn't great. He left Firmino getting behind him. Jota passes it through him and Firmino puts it away. And then the big one, again, a very soft, I say soft, Peno, 
ball comes in from Xhaka and Thiago goes to go for the ball with Jesus and I've seen a lot of talk about it I've seen a lot of talk about it but I, I think it's a penalty I think it's a penalty I do think it's a penalty <laughs> I think it's very soft don't get me wrong I think it's a soft penalty but if, if that's up the other end and Thiago's crossing in and Nunes gets clipped I am punching the telly looking for a penalty so I can fully understand the penalty being given Um, Liverpool just weren't good enough in the end and look at it's it's a contentious penalty I'm going to put that in quotation marks contentious penalty wins it for Arsenal just not good enough from them on the day and I've been thinking all day about what they can do differently and like essentially they've changed the formation because the field haven't got the legs anymore in, in in the sense of trying to get the four forwards to do all the pressing and to not let it get past them but you've seen yesterday that, that can be that can be bypassed I was thinking and I hate saying it because it, it's like something out of FIFA and I don't like doing this shit and I don't like the thought of this formation either, but I, I, I think we could see Liverpool going to a three at the back and having Robertson and Alexander-Arnold as wing-backs. And I don't I don't want that at all because that's something I associate Come with. Come to the dark side. That's something I associate with defensive mindset. And I, I think, think, it's I think the way the game is changing, though. It's like it is, know. but I think Klopp... And, and I was surprised when Klopp changed the formation in anyways. I was surprised when he changed it against Rangers with the... Four, with the Four up front essentially, because as a manager he's never changed anything. He's always been four two three or four two three one, and that's been it, and that's kind of been his game. And I think I think he might have to change it up again. And I think putting Kanate behind Trent that gives you enough cover because Kanate is very quick. He's a very good player. You're talking then maybe Fabinho and Thiago midfield, um, with Trent and Robertson or Simicas as the wing backs, and then you're talking pick your three up front: Salah, Firmino, Nunes. Jota Diaz is out for eight weeks now, so it won't be him. But just a frustrating afternoon, um, um, not good enough. And I still do expect Liverpool to be up there, but yeah, really frustrating kind of performance. I was going to ask you, there is this thing with Klopp and seven season syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's not. It's not true. I don't believe it. Um, where he did after winning the league with Dortmund. He did drop to 6th or 7th in Bundesliga the next season. And with Mainz, I believe they got relegated mm. under Klopp. I look at the average ages of both, both teams. Arsenal, 24. You have one player, 30 years of age playing, and everyone else in their 20s. And then with Liverpool, the average age is 28, with six players in their 30s mm. in that starting 11. Um do you think that Klopp needs a total squad overhaul at this point in his tenure? I because think... he's uh, just let me finish. He's seven years in now. He's had all this success with the squad he has now, five or six years in. Um, with all these starting eleven players, some of them that have been in this team for five or six years. Do you think it's time now to give Klopp a season or two just to rebuild? I, I to be honest with you, Karen, I think the correlation you're making between the seven year rule of Klopp and the rebuild, I think they're I think that correlation's kind of irrelevant to each other because that this seven year thing Klopp wouldn't have had owners at, at Dortmund and Mines like what he has now in the sense of where Liverpool are 
buying players to try and balance the books. They're not like if you look at Chelsea's window just gone, and I'm not picking on Chelsea here, I'm just saying Chelsea in general's window just gone. You'd be doing very well to see Liverpool have a window like that and not and not balance the books, is what I mean. Like to spend what Chelsea and even City and United. Liverpool don't have owners like that. That's the point I'm making. Regarding the seven years, the Mines owner at the time, he's come out since and said the worst thing they've done was got rid of Klopp. Dortmund owner said the exact same thing. So I think that's a re- if you ask any Liverpool fan, any sane Liverpool fan now, they're saying to you, he needs to be backed. They're not saying get rid of Klopp. It's the Klopp isn't the issue here. Like it's I think it's I think it's at times it's the quality of players which is, is has dropped immensely. But that's only because the standard was so high. And I think that's due to a, near, a number of things. It's not just they've become poor. Like I think the players are fatigued after the amount of games they played last season. There's not enough kind of comings and goings. Like like you said about the transfers. When Liverpool won the Champions League in 2019, they brought Adrian on a free, Sepp Vandenberg and Harvey Elliott. Vandenberg is on loan in Germany. Harvey Elliott's 19 years of age and Adrian's shite. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there, there hasn't been a constant rotation here. And Guardiola done an interview a couple of years ago with Rio Ferdinand and he said that's what you need to be winning inside. You need to freshen things up. And it just hasn't been freshened up enough for him. I think if this side is back, I think if Klopp is backed, there's no, I don't think there's the same issue here. But I, I still believe this, I still believe in this side. I still believe in Klopp. I still believe they'll they'll have a good put. They'll have a patch in this season where they'll blow teams out of the water like they've done in previous years. I don't think that's in question. To to kind of put a, like a, a full stop in this, Jurgen Klopp isn't the problem here. I think it it goes further back towards the owners. I wasn't sort of saying that Jurgen Klopp was a problem though. I was sort of saying that seven years in, the the team he had seven years in at Borussia Dortmund, that had lost a lot of players because of Bayern Munich. And he's he's my point about Klopp is he's going through a rough patch right mm. now because he's had this squad for six years mm. and as you said probably needs new blood. So I was trying to bring the overhaul into yeah. question there. I know. I, I just <clears throat> I just thought I, I I think perspective is a great thing. I don't think all of this is as bad as what people are making it out to be. I really don't. I don't think You haven't won since August in the league. We play, yeah, but we played two games in September. We played two games in October, and we've won in Champions League. And we beat Ajax, so we have won since August. You know what I mean? If you're gonna if you're gonna try and wind you up, do it properly. Um, but even even draw with Brighton three all. We drew with Brighton two all last season. I do think we will get that edge, and I do think we'll blow teams away. I'm not worried about this. Like I'm really not. I think it's. I think people like to, you know, jump on Liverpool's back at times, and that's fair enough. That's that's grounds, but it's. It's the nature of kind of football Twitter and football TikTok. It's an awful, it's an awful place to be. But if you listen to any of the likes of Ian Wright or Gary Neville or Alan Shearer, they're saying the same things. It's, it's nowhere near as big a deal as what people are making it out to be. So that's Liverpool chat wrapped up. Thankfully, <laughs> well for the minute, um, we are going to pick our goal of the week, Adam. I actually really like the Wobbies goal. I thought it was a lovely finish from him from outside the box. So yeah, I'll give it to. Alex Wobby. Objective here, but I'm going to go uh, Christian Pulisic for his uh, nice interplay with Mason Mount. Um, your God of the Week, Carol. God of the Week. Look no further. Bruno Grimarish. I could say, yeah. Mm. Newcastle. Yeah, he's mine as well. Um, 
Bruno Gomes, ja. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week, Kieran, is Ethan Pinnock. Yeah, what's he at? Really poor, isn't it? I thought he played a brilliant role in this uh, rom-com between it, Brentford and Newcastle. It was so poor. <laughs> I have no idea what he was doing from elsewhere. It was just mind-boggling stuff. Yeah, just, just not great. The own goal is great, in fairness. The own goal is a nice finish, but... Just a tough day at the office for him. Yeah. Poor Pinnock. <laughs> so welcome everybody to the video edition preview of the Liverpool Manchester City game this weekend. Kieran, we're delighted to be joined. For the 1894 uh, member. That's Darren a very Rebel. fancy name. That's the Year Man City War. What is this? The Year Man City War, Bleeding Yeah, yeah, the year that I found it pretty much, yeah, because that was kind of around the, the same marks, yeah. Or was the Tales on 10, if you want to be funny about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you'd be, you'd be me too, Darren. But yeah, we are delighted to be joined by Darren Rebel today to preview the big game on Sunday. I don't know what I'm expecting. I'm, <laughs> I'm panicking, to be honest. I'm panicking. Today. Should be a good game. But yeah, Kieran, of course, is a Chelsea fan, so for some strange reason, he's going to be mediating this. So, yeah, uh, that's already strange. Practical. You <laughs> um, <laughs> can take us away, Kieran. But, uh, yeah, I suppose this is a this is a big derby in the last few years Liverpool versus Man City. Mm. It's been the two best teams in the league for three or four years now. Yeah. So, uh, this is a massive game. Dara, I'm going to start with you. What are you expecting? This weekend, I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect, man. I don't know what to expect because, like, we've there's been plenty of times we've played them in Anfield. They're on absolutely awful run of form, and they've still come out with a result. It looks like it could just be interesting, you know. But I saw the news about Diaz. That's gonna. I think that could fuck them. Yeah, just quickly on the injury front, Liverpool without Oxlade, Chamberson. Oh fuck! I, I already... <laughs> ah! <laughs> Liverpool without Liverpool without Oxlade, Chamberlain, Robertson, Artur. Without him for a good while. Lewis Diaz, Naby Keita, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Is that true, Adam? Yeah. yeah well, well, it looks like it. It looks like he uh, picked up a knock as well yesterday, didn't he? Jesus. Mm. Um, and Man City without John Stones, Calvin Phillips and Kyle Walker. So Liverpool looking heavy on the injury front. As you said there, Lewis Diaz gone there. Um, Adam, what are you expecting? Now, Liverpool depleted? I'm, I'm, I'm along the same lines as Dara. Like, uh, it's, it's one of those games where the last time we were this poor was during COVID without a centre half and look at the game downfield and spanked us 4-1. So that, that could happen on, on Sunday. It's, it's one of those things where they have Erling Haaland, the, the beast that is, and when you have a player like him, any, anything can happen. And I just hope, like, there's, there's Champions League during the week, so it's it's hard to judge this game before another game, if that makes sense. But it, it depends what the squads are looking like coming out of that, but Okay, you'd imagine you'd, you'd imagine Man City be well up front. You can imagine them really giving a giving Liverpool a game. And Dara said it there about the kind of record in Anfield. It's, it's only one win in Anfield since two thousand three, which was that win 
during COVID, and then like Liverpool have had five wins at the at the Etihad in that same period. So there isn't quite that complex for Liverpool over Man City and Anfield or going to the Etihad either. But look, it's going to be a very interesting game, as it usually is seen as these are probably two of the best sides in the country. And um, we'll move quickly on to Klopp versus Guardiola, lads. Klopp has been struggling as of late, um, with injuries and such and results, of course in the league and Guardiola of course starting this this season off with eight wins one draw mm. so um, I suppose the dynamic between those two how do you expect the two sides to line up at the weekend I think Klopp's record over Guardiola is and this is since Guardiola's come to see um, he has seven wins in all competitions the FA Cup Champions League etc to Pep's five wins and then it's five draws. And when City have beaten Liverpool, and this was at the Etihad in particular, I think it was 5 0 when Mane kicked the head off Ederson, and then it was 4 1 in Anfield. So City have got it in them to spike us, they have got it in, in them to, to beat as well. Um, I don't know if there's going to be much psychological edge in the sense that in the last four games, City haven't been able to beat us. Um, now that was Liverpool last season who were. Look at unstoppable against most sides. You look at that game in the FA Cup semi where blew Man City out of out of war in the first half, and like the game ended three two. But I think Daryl said himself that could have been could have been anything, could have been anything for Liverpool. But I think I think look at how Liverpool line up if if they are to be without the likes of Trent and Diaz, it's gonna be okay. It's 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 an even tougher task than what it is already. So I expect I expect Liverpool to probably. Go back to the four three three. I'd imagine Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson should they be fit would start, and then whichever the front three. But it's gonna be how it's gonna be how Seaton torn out, and it's gonna be an interesting. One. Derek, how do you expect Seaton to line up? I'd expect them to pretty much stick with the same as Burnley. Other or Burnley, damn me, Burnley, fucking uh, Southampton, <laughs> Burnley, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, pretty much same as Southampton. You just had to take Mahrez out for, for uh, Grealish and obviously swap the two sides, and that'll be it. So I'll go, what, Edison, Akanji will probably play right back, uh, Diaz, Age, uh, Cancelo, and Rodri, who was the best in the business. He sits in there, Bernardo, De Bruyne, Grealish. Obviously, Haaland, you have to have him in there. Uh, Fallen on the right. right. I think that'll be the a similar enough one, but I'd be confident enough in it if, um, especially if he's end up coming out in that four, that weird little four two three one he's played. I'd be really, really confident in it. Just mm. overrun them. Akanji and Diaz yet to be dribble pass this season as well. Yeah, which is quite the start. And we're we're big fans of Rodri on this podcast, currently. Aren't we? Yeah, he's played very well last season. Uh, half, so animal. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Hampton playing like Bruni there. Obviously, what you're confusing it with. But um, yeah, I suppose we'll move into predictions, lads. Um, this game, massive. Um, at this point of the season, what results are you expecting in this one? Well, I said it. I said it for the Arsenal game, didn't I? I did say there'd be a few goals. I did expect a few Liverpool to ship a few goals, but I did. I did think we'd score a few. I think that'll be the case on Sunday, like. See this season, they've shown that they can be got at you know the three all at Newcastle, especially when a crowd is on their back and you know this whole show that Anfield like the crowd will be on on City's back come Sunday. It's, it's a big game. It's one probably the biggest game of the season so far. Um, 
So I do expect Liverpool to come out of traps early and look at it does depend what formation they play. As Dara said, if they if we play this four two three one four four two kind of formation, I can see City picking that apart quite easily. Right. They'll just dominate the ball and, and really hurt us when they can. Um it's just look, it's gonna be an interesting game. The optimist in me <laughs> just because there's a bit of a voodoo and Anfield for City can see us getting something in it. But I do expect I'm gonna go I'm gonna go what Arsenal beat Liverpool this weekend. I'm gonna go Three two to Man City is my prediction. Oh, he's gone against him. Yeah, went I against him. Jesus, <laughs> I just, I just think, I just can't see us winning, man. I just at the minute, at the minute, we're just struggling to a point where it's 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 quite unbelievable because the standard we've set. You know what I mean? That that's I think that's where the problem is. Is we set such a high standard last season, um, and this season it's very hard to expect that standard and. With the injuries at the back, and I just think the lack of confidence, the lack of guile amongst the team, I just, I just can't really see us getting much out of City. But if you want me to go, if you want me to be contrary to you, because you're probably going to say City win, I'll go Liverpool three two. But I do, I do see, realist, realistically speaking, I do see City um getting their second win at Anfield since two thousand three. Right, yourself there. See, I don't want to. I'm not predicting a tonk, and I don't think there's going to be any more than which go up and fight and I fall one even again. But I'll say, I'll say 2 0, and I think Foden will pop up at one. But I also think Cancelo will just have Salah wedge in the pocket. <laughs> Could very well happen. He's been on fire, hasn't he, Cancelo? Yeah. Um, and what about Haaland? Go for him now? <laughs> See, I don't know how Liverpool are going to approach him. They're going to approach him like how. Like Southampton and uh, Bournemouth did, and they'll just crowd them, but that'll just leave too many openings. I don't think Klopp is that thick personally, but I do think that if again, if they just crowd him out, he's not going to score. If they don't, he could hit one or two. But I, I will give him a goal. I'll say we'll go two and a half and foul. That's what I think. Again, um, have, you, have you got a favorite moment at Anfield? Dark? I got a favorite moment at Anfield. I was there. Now, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't, um, it wasn't that great of a moment footballing was, but being there, I have to say, when com- it went in off company shoulder, it was 2011, late 2000, I went in off company shoulder, that would be my favourite moment in the City Liverpool match because I was there. But yeah. excluding that, probably Sane, Sane 2-1. Yeah, yeah. My favourite moment, Kieran, uh, we were only talking about this earlier, was when Liverpool beat City 4-3 in the... In the league, and it was that was like a mini series of games that season because we done them twice in the Champions League as well. After that, yeah, but that that game in particular, there was <laughs> nine minutes where we just for me, you know, Mane Salah. I think this is the game where everyone was like, "That's their game." Um, put three passes, they won four three in the end. Obviously, then for the comeback towards the end, but the little the little package after the game was um sugar curls. Sugar did it, did it, and it was a great, it was a great moment. And uh, winning four three against City, um, another win for Klopp over Guardiola. I, I think this is the game as well where people saw Liverpool as serious contenders to them. Mm. Yeah, so, I think that was probably the first one where yeah. it was like, it could be something here. But um, and it's been no different ever since. Yeah, look at you look at the games last season as well. Like I do think it'll be a good game on Sunday, irrespective of what happens. I do think it'll be good. I think the, the two games in the league last season were as good a games as Premier League football that you're likely to see ever in the league. And yeah, looking forward to it, Kieran, in a strange way. 
Dara, thanks a million for joining us. Not a bother, bro. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Not at all. We'll get you on again soon, mate. Check out the 1894 on YouTube. So, Kieran, we're going to move on now to Around the World in 60 seconds. I'm going to take over again this week, Kieran. I do enjoy this segment of the show. Um, Kieran, count me down, baby. Three, two, one. Starting off in Argentina this week, Kieran, with five league games left in the Argentine Premier Division. There are only 10 points that separate the first and 10th place team. Boca Juniors currently lead the league with 42 points. In Belgium, Toby Alderweireld racks up another quarterback-esque assist uh, for Royal Antwerp, bringing him to four goal contributions and six clean sheets this season. Antwerp leads the Belgian league at the minute, winning 10 and losing one so far this season. Kieran. Moving over to Germany, Union Berlin. Oh, my next game, so go top of the Bundesliga. Uh, four points clear of Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund after being stuck at 1-0 this weekend. The Union squad costing just 93 million in total, Kieran. In Italy, Adam Ola Luckman booked for use and his trademark celebration of the little greedy glasses um, after scoring against Udinese the game finished 2-all and lastly Kieran in Turkey Fenerbahce ran out 5-4 winners against hold on sorry I have to this Fatih Karol Gumruk uh, with an Ener Valencia hat-trick and a Michi Batshuayi 95th minute winner Fabio Marini on the score sheet twice for Fatih Karol Gumruk managed by uh, Andrea Pirlo and yes, that is our Around the World in 60 Seconds this week. Cheers. That's 1 minute 24 seconds. And I think around, around it, whatever you're saying, <laughs> that took up a good time. And I had Sweden to go through as well. Shout out to Zaka Abazelli, who scored a, a goal in the 96th minute as well. This one going on TikTok. This is just day in the edit. Um, to give AOK a 2-0 win over Helsingborg. But AOK, two points off Europa. Conference League qualification. We're going to move on now, Kieran, to our jersey of the week. Wow. Which is the Ireland 2002 World Cup kit, Kieran, home jersey with the eclectic Aircom sponsor on the front. I picked that jersey this week, Kieran, because it was a jersey that myself and Dave got at the first um, back page kind of sports memorabilia um, show that they had post COVID. It was it was bought around June twenty twenty one, I think it was, um, and yeah, I, I brought it this week, firstly because it's, it's a thing of fucking beauty, really. Um, two thousand two home kit, the one in which Roy Keane left us. Um, to, he went out to get some milk, but never came back. Um, a lovely jersey, but Ireland, of course, this week Kieran, got drawn in the group of death in the Euro qualifying. Um, Holland and France in the group as well. It should be. A tough group for Ireland. Greece as well. Greece I think Greece well. Greece will be a hard away game. It's going to be so hard to get out of that group. I Gib- think harder than the, the previous groups that we were in. Gibraltar as well, which we should be picking up at least ten, six points there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to going to the Aviva to watch Mbappe in Holland. Oh, well, Holland's next month for Norway, but Mbappe and Van Dijk. An away day say. on the Rock of Gibraltar. No, not, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. <laughs> And lastly, Kieran, we're going to move on now. Get it out to the eclectic. Get it out. 
I mean, that's a good thing. I think we have a lot of questions this week. Oh, no. Um, a lot of questions. Gary says, I don't drink tea or coffee, but I can reveal my favourite biscuit is a bourbon. Carol, what do you think? I think that's a great choice of biscuit. Cheap biscuit as well. Um, I think a packet of bourbons costs about 70 cents. Um, he also says, I, I, I don't have an opinion on bourbon. Just for what's worth, Gary. Okay. You, you do you, baby. Yeah. Should Trent be moved into midfield or right-sided midfield role? Um, I'd like to see it. I, you see, the problem is now with, with football, and I say it's a problem, it's not. It's the way football has evolved is the wingers now are used more as, as attacking kind of central forwards and to the extent, and that comes from Liverpool's formation of Mane and Salah constantly going inwards. Liverpool would have to switch a lot of things for Trent to be playing on that side. I think we're more likely to see him playing wing-back than a kind of right-wing role. But yeah, I mean, it's all the one. Um, I, I would like to see it though I would like to see Trent on the right hand side with Canate behind him Gary says if Ireland fail to qualify should that be the end for Stephen Kenny I don't know if it should yes I don't know if it should <laughs> but I think it would I think it will be I think should he not get through but I think the hand he's been dealt with this group yeah fucking, that's it's terribly unfortunate like you know what I mean but you could have the case where he gets a playoff as well so you could say it should be the end. If Kenny was to get sacked for not qualifying, who takes over, Carol? I'd love to see Sean Dyche. I know it's a step backwards, but he's the he's that's that's possibly <laughs> the worst thing they could do. I think um, it would be beautiful though. I'm going probably going to get stick for this, but I think the FAI are dying to give Damien Duff the Ireland job. Hmm. I think they would love him as the manager. He was out of the job. Klopp will be out of the job soon. We take him. He won't. He won't come tournament. And he won't be out of the job either. Um, what else? What else? What else? Where does Ronaldo go in January? Another question. I think if United are doing well, he might stay. Yeah, I think. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. Why would he leave? Well, seemingly the link now is for into Miami. He wants to leave. Like that's that. I know. He was sure he was going to every club in the summer trying to leave. Like, yeah. and everyone was just like. No. Um, is a Jaffa cake a biscuit or a cake? I think it's in the name. That's another great, another uh, fantastic question there. It it can be. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> it can be two-sided. You know, you could say it, it's a bit of a cake, but it's also in the in the shape of a biscuit. So it could be both I, I a biscuit think, and I think a cake. I think it's in the name. A Jaffa, Jaffa cake. cake. I think that's. But you eat it like a biscuit. You you could eat a cake like a biscuit though, realistically speaking. You you could grab a cake and stain it like a biscuit if you wanted to. Well, would here's you, the question: would you, would you, is, is a chocolate biscuit cake a cake or a biscuit? Oh, it's both. Why is there is there a rule well, that says it can't be both? Well, is there a rule that says a jaffa cake can't be both a cake and a biscuit? That's very true. But I think the fact that it's called chocolate biscuit cake would constitute that being both a biscuit and a cake, while a jaffa cake. By name, by nature, we have a lot of like baked goods questions. <laughs> Ian says best cake from bakery. I like a coffee slice. <laughs> I reckon I like a chocolate brownie myself. Um, really nice. Ben Casey says custard creams trump uh, trumps um, Yank Oreos. Is that a question or a statement? A statement. Um, I'm a fan of Oreos. To be fair, I like both. I like both custard creams and Oreos. Custard creams are. Oh, do you know what? The they're called golden Oreos. Better than about them. It's just a custard cream in an Oreo shape. Wow. It's the go. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just a custard cream though. Back to football. Keane says, how bad will it have to get for Liverpool fans 
to to open to a change in management. I as I said earlier in the show, the problem isn't the management; it's the fact that the manager's not being backed. So, I think if you ask any like Liverpool fan with their head screwed on, they're saying, um, "Don't sack him." He said also. Said he also t- said Tuchel with the eyes emojis. I think Kane thinks Liverpool and Chelsea are the same club, which is a bit of a, a shocker for him. Dave says, "Do you know um, class Arsenal as real contenders for the title after yesterday's win?" Um, oh, it's it's a tough one because I still think Man City are going to run away with. I don't think anyone's a contender. I think it's I think it's Man City's title to lose. Like, yeah, you know. Well, they're top until they're not top. They're a contender. Um, Kira says chocolate hobnob slash chocolate digestives unbeaten with tea. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, a lot of people like hobnobs, but I think the well, I'm a fan of the, the, the bit the bit of no sorry it irritates me. The fact that it's like oatmeal or something. I just want a consistent biscuit with a consistent uh, texture. I don't want those bits of nut in the biscuit. Ian says, if you were to assemble the perfect burger, what would you put on it? Cheese, bacon. And beef. Would you go with beef? Yeah. See, I'm more of a chicken man myself. Wow. I'm not, not the biggest fan of beef. That's controversial. I, I, would, I would go the same though. I would go with bacon and cheese. And you know what? I'd go on an onion ring and the, the, fillet, the chicken fillet would have to be southern fried. Okay. And a dash of uh, barbecue sauce. What about a bit of Frank sauce? Would you no. be a fan of that? No. Oh, yeah, I am a fan, but not in a burger. Okay. Not with those components. I think barbecue sauce works nice with chicken, bacon, <laughs> cheese, and onion piece. Um, Ian, also, Ian also says caramel digestive with tea, but also a fan of Maryland cookies. What do you think, Carol? Maryland cookies, the sort of forgotten about cookie of our generation. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, caramel digesters. Caramel digesters, man, in the freezer. It's hard hot, to find them. Tea. That's because they're so nice. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just go to all the shops and buy them They're sort of lucrative. Yeah, that's, I don't <laughs> think that's a bad thing, though. <laughs> Woody says, best own goal and favourite own goal you've ever, you have ever seen. Jeez, that's a good question. That take me a while to think of that. So I'm going to let you answer first. <laughs> um, best own goal. Goal techers and favourite on goal. Oh, Phil Jones, definitely. Phil Jones. That fucking yeah. belter of a goal. Oh, did we not do a segment last year where we just rated on goals? I'm pretty sure we did. Probably. Yeah, no, I think we did. Um, sort of sad behaviour. Yeah, no, that, that is what it is. Ulton, the last question, thank you, who says, not a biscuit fan per se, but a, tw- <laughs> a Twix with tea. Um, I agree with that to an extent. We're laughing because the amount of biscuit questions we've had. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would agree. What else does he say? He says also there the class girl was a chiller. Oh, okay. which we'll chat about briefly. But um, yeah, I I like your tweaks with Tino. I have to say, <laughs> yeah, I've seen a video on TikTok <laughs> of some fella saying you could bite <laughs> bite two ends of the tweaks off and use it as a straw. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sad bastard for you right there. Who said that? Is that man. that fella? Yeah. He, that was him. Shout out to our friend. I I them. I, do you know what? Will we actually reach out and get him on? I think we should. I, I think that'd be I'd funny. love to discuss biscuits and tea. Um, get him on for the get it out statement simply. <laughs> Ulton also says that a classker was a thriller. Yeah, it was, man. Um, I stuck it on after the AC Milan match, and it was, yeah, thriller, thriller's the way to describe it was very good. Yeah, it's baffling how the keeper stayed up for about two minutes and <laughs> they scored. Yeah. Modest, man, as well. Had missed a sitter and then he goes on scored when it was a bit poetic justice but yeah that's that's it I think a good weekend of football Kieran by all accounts um, really enjoyable as per usual and yeah I hope everyone 
It's keeping well. That's a long record. I think keep the conversation going about different types of biscuits with tea, though. We want to see more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, suggestions from you people. But yeah, thanks a million, everybody, for joining in. We do appreciate the love as always. Yeah, we'll leave it there, sir.